bulging with them. I'd never seen these pictures. There was certainly no similar record of my childhood, youth, or manhood. As the photograph spilled onto the table, I felt small twinges of pique that Fulton's every move seemed to have been deemed worthy of chronicling, while my own progress to maturity had largely escaped the lens. Perhaps he'd been the product of love, while I'd been the end result of joyless duty. I didn't recall Brian being photographed much either, and that made me feel better. Cloris pored over the snaps while Mother and Peter Gilbert commented on the circumstances that had surrounded each click of the shutter. "'He looks like John,' Cloris said, "'in this one especially.' She turned the photograph towards me for confirmation. I took it from her and examined it. Fulton looked to be about nineteen in it. He did indeed resemble John Gilbert, although he was grinning so his face wasn't disfigured by John's sulky scowl. "'All this was going on,' Cloris said. "'All this, this other life, and we knew nothing about it.' "'Well, your mother, did Fulton know that you were his father?' "'Eventually he did, yes, but not in the beginning.' Even after Agnes's husband died, and Fulton could only have been five or six, it would have been too much to burden him with. I wasn't here all the time, and he wouldn't have understood. As he got older, he began to suspect. I couldn't disguise how much he meant to me, and he asked me directly just two years ago when he was nineteen. Not long after that picture was taken, in fact. He wasn't angry or even shocked. He was happy. He knew I loved him. And I did love him, Cloris. I loved him as deeply as I love you and John, and that's the truth of it. But you didn't love Mum. He shook his head. No. Well, at first, of course, I think, or I thought, but no, not later. I'm sorry. Cloris, in an impressive demonstration of pure nerve, asked, you weren't able to divorce Mum. Did you come to hate her for that? No, he said, and his voice was thin with astonishment. How could I hate the person who gave me you and John? Did she know about this liaison? Mother interrupted. Excuse me, Cloris. I am Agnes Power. I am not a liaison. Your mother was never humiliated. Peter Gilbert said softly. She may have known, but it was never discussed. She retreated into her faith. She must have hated you. No. She thought I was weak. She saved her hatred for the Presbyterians. There wasn't any left over for me. Cloris Gilbert suddenly smiled. She did hate the Presbyterians. Everything seemed all right after that. We all understood that there would be deeper discussions later. These would take place in private, when Peter Gilbert would try to explain himself fully to his children. Chloris might prove a sympathetic listener. I had my doubts about John Gilbert. I am a man given to healthy introspection, but even if this hadn't been the case, I would still have had to acknowledge in the court of self-awareness that I was temporally without direction. As an actor, I was resting. 
As a private inquiry agent, I was resting. My love life was resting. Only the first of these caused me real grief. I was an actor, and I'd been thwarted in the expression of this noble art by circumstances and by the fog of ignorance and indifference that had settled over Melbourne since hostilities with Germany and Japan had begun. I needed the stage, not the applause. It was never about the applause. The way a teacher needs pupils, a dentist needs teeth, and a surgeon needs a rumbling appendix. I pondered this as I tried to sleep after the revelatory dinner. I'd barely spoken to Brian, who'd remained unnaturally and discreetly silent throughout the meal. I associated this reticence with his having decided to work for intelligence, his denials notwithstanding. Ever since our return from the Northern Territory, Brian had been so generally measured in his demeanour...